Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 137 of the Get Around Podcast. My name is Jake Atnip, here with my lovely co-workers, James Cook and Andrew Rosenthal. Hey, you might have just heard us, like, wiping our hands from hands. <laughs> I made them sanitize <laughs> before we started. I, well, I, you, to be fair, when you mic checked, you were drinking a wa- bottle of water, and you were just wondering what the sound effect was through the mic. We're start, we're starting to, we're starting to play with stuff here at the get around. We're getting a little yeah. bored in the office, but not really. In case you saw, we have all the sanitizing techniques that we need. If you watched our live Q and A last week on Facebook and Instagram Live, James and I were out here, not quite masked up, but in our little what would you call it? This is like a quarantine room. It's our own little bubble, right? It's our own little bubble. I think we can I media quarantine bubble. in here for a while. You could live out of here. I mean, if I had to. We used to have a fridge. Yeah, we used to. Just had a microwave. We used to have a fridge so we could have, uh, you know, cold bottles of water for the guests. What we need to do is get those, uh, the popsicles. You know, like just like the little flavor ice juice popsicles. Freezy, freezy pops. Little freezy pops. We need to get some of those for our guests so they come in. We can really just lighten the mood as soon as they get in here. I mean, we haven't seen anybody in a long time, so bringing gifts as they come in, I don't think it's a bad idea. Speaking of guests, we are going to have a guest, a student guest for the first time in a while uh, on episode 137. We're going to have Traverse City West forward Colin Blackport. Soccer is supposed to start this week. Sports are supposed to start this week. We obviously got the crappy news that football is pushed to the spring last Friday. You know, last Friday afternoon kind of uh, was a whirlwind for a lot of teams finishing up practice and a lot of coaches who were trying to, you know, get prepared for pads to get handed out what was supposed to be today. So uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in this episode, and we're going to make sure that we get down to brass tacks when we talk about the Tigers and the trifecta. they got some moves going on, and it's some more professional sports stuff to talk about. We're going to tell you about some plans we have for the future with the get-around after our interview, and we're going to get a little bit into uh, some fun and games when we start chatting about the future here. So The future. The future. The future. Before we get too far, i got to remind you, we are sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's freak yeah. I have to bring this up before we even talk to this episode. I said it to you guys after we got done yesterday. But you two are the worst possible people to golf with. You guys need to learn what the term pace of play means. A hole of golf takes 15 minutes. Yeah. That's it. You guys know that when we walked off that golf course yesterday. It was like an hour past. It was almost, no, it took us nearly six hours to finish that round of golf. Normal pace of play is four hours and 15 minutes. Okay, I pick up the ball after. Part of that was because your golf cart died. (laughs) That was nothing. We let one group play through on that. Yeah, but I got water halfway. That was like a fifteen-minute delay, though. Pace of play. We need to we need to put that in your vocabularies because there is no reason why a round of golf should take almost six hours. Well, when I went with my brother, when we were just walking the whole course in Chicago, even walking it will take you not six hours. We got done quicker than the two and a half hours it would have been for uh, nine holes. Exactly. When we get caught up by walkers, I'm embarrassed. I tell you, it was worth it though. I beat you for the first time. I was embarrassed. You left me sitting stale on the cart for 12 minutes at a time. I couldn't even get in a flow. I had to yell at you to get off the tee box at least twice. I was two inches shy of a birdie. You were, but you didn't get it. Good par, though. James actually fell two inches short on the exact same birdie. I didn't actually tap Mm -hmm. in on that par either. No, I just picked it up and threw it at you. I know. That's why I was irritated because that would have been. Well, because you wanted to call it a birdie. Yeah. That's irritating. I'm going to give you a two-inch tap in. Fine. You honest, if you can't miss a two-inch tap-in, even with a pay view, especially if you keep a pin in a hole, if you miss a two-inch tap-in, once again, you need never to golf again. <laughs> Would you disagree? 
<laughs> yeah, there's got to be something wrong with you. Literally. <laughs> you do that. James did beat me yesterday. James shot a cool, cool crisp 94. And I said that's I what I shot. I think it was 95 when I recounted. Oh, okay. When I, I look still. back at what I shot there the first time on the blues and the whites, and I shot a 94. So the three weeks worth of rust was definitely there. Yeah. And but, Brian ended up with 95 as well. Okay, so you guys tied, huh? Yeah. One of the rare times you're going to beat me. And Clay beat all of us by a lot. I I, I knew that. See, they actually finished on time. They were at home and showered by the time we got off the 17th green. 17th? Yeah. We still had a whole other hole by the time they were eating dinner. He's like, yeah, basically. Yeah, he called me. Like, I'm going on the on the hole where the your cart died. On 15? 15. He called me. Like, I was hitting my, I was just about ready to hit my fairway shot. <laughs> and he like, oh, calls. He's home. like, well, yeah, we're done. <laughs> really like that. They went to Bubba's. and. Yeah. <sighs> well, now you guys understand my gripe. Well, if I didn't foul off, like, three balls on the tee shot. If you could play from the same tee box, it would be good, too. Did I? No, you played you in played front of us. You played for the whites. We played from the blues. We had to stand there and wait for you to not hit the ball but. seven times in a row. <laughs> if you're going to do that, at least go last. Speaking of, James, tell us a little bit about uh, the story you're working on with athletes switching sports because they're happening. Well, I'm just trying to find out, you know, if there's some other sport, some athletes out there that are the football players probably. You know, now that there's no football this fall, are – Looking to go say, hey, well, maybe I'm joining the soccer team. Maybe I'm going to try golf. Or cross country or tennis, whatever. Uh, so If I remember anything about high school sports, the football players aren't going to go to the soccer team. They might go run cross country or play golf, but I don't think they're going to go to the soccer team. I think it's, you yeah. know. You never know. I mean, it's small, you never small schools, maybe, if that's the only other option. Yeah, but I just, I just remember that. I, re- I, yeah. I personally remember the sentiment. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and it's like, as other coaches have told us, it's two different kinds of athletes. Yeah, soccer and football athletes are not necessarily built the same. They're not. It's it's just they're two different sports. You mean yeah. football and football uh, athletes? Hmm? Football you, and you football. Fo- you mean football and football athletes? Football mm-hmm. and football. Football and football. But yeah, I mean, I did mention it. We can kind of start talking about that. Sports are starting up this week. I want to talk about the positive stuff first. Sports are scheduled to start this week. We got soccer, volleyball, cross country, golf, tennis, ready to rock and roll. Swimming and diving, mostly across the state, still is up in the air. We, we will talk more about volleyball. You know, that's kind of up in the air with the indoor sports thing. They're going to meet on Wednesday about that. So they already, you know, yeah. with, the, the rep- with the news the dump. Re- that, they being the representative council. Yeah, and yeah. with the news dump that happened on Friday, I talked to Karen Lenar from Bear Lake and the representative council on Friday, and she basically said that Wednesday is a big day to see not only what they're going to allow football players to continue to do the rest of the, the fall, but for those indoor sports like swimming and volleyball to see what they're actually going to be able to do or how they're going to be able to hold competitions for these across the state. Mm-hmm. And we've heard from Cody and the MHSA before that they're looking at the surrounding states like Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, Minnesota as for their plans and not so much uh, New York, California, or the big number states or the big athletic associations. Wisconsin's going ahead with football. I don't know how they're going to do it for now. Minnesota's moved to the spring. Which is weird. Yeah, because... <laughs> And the weather may be even worse in yeah. Minnesota than here. <laughs> I think I thought that sent the message like if they can do it, so can we? Maybe I guess I don't I, think I don't think once again that that has nothing to do with what they're caring about. If that's what if they're gonna make it happen, they'll make it happen. I hope the UP just uh, for the first like three weeks of the season just has games every day around the clock at the Uber Dome. They could, but it, at the same time, you've seen Calumet play a football game when there's 19 inches of snow on the sidelines. Oh yeah. They've done it before, and if it means having a football season, they have to keep that field clean every day. They'll do it. It's not that mm-hmm. big of a deal. I know I, we made a we made a couple comments about it over the last few weeks. That were like, "Oh, how are they going to play in the UP?" Even Cody said that on the podcast a few weeks ago. I don't I don't know how that happens. 
I know how it happens. You yeah. shovel the field, and you get the kids out on the field, and they play anyways. The temperature is a different story, but at the same time, if they can, you know, have the sideline warmers and everything like that, yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll play football in just about any temperature. Oh, yeah. Like that San Francisco game years ago that was, I don't know, negative 12 degrees or whatever. Still playing? It was just awful. Yeah, they still played. Played over in Millington, middle of nowhere in the thumb. But, yeah, let's, let's talk but, about these other sports. I, mean, I, I don't want to yeah. talk about football for a second. I want to talk about that later. Soccer, volleyball, golf, tennis. Golf, tennis, at the very least, we know for a fact are going to happen this weekend. We have to be excited about that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I try to say in my, at least my comma. You know, we got to be happy with what we have. Golf is, we know it's going to happen. Like I said, tennis, Andrew, you've gone through and you, 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 you know tennis can happen in a low-risk situation. Cross-country, we have different stipulations for it. The tw- what is it? The, is it the 21st, the 20th? 21st is the first contest. Cross-country is the 21st. Golf is uh, the 19th. Okay, so, so it's earlier. So Friday. Volleyball, 21st. Tennis, the 19th. So tennis could go Friday. Soccer's 21st. 21st is Friday. Yeah. So oh, most 20th. schools okay. start either Wednesday. Sports start either Wednesday or Friday. Okay. So, yeah, we got a couple of days. Well, the MHSAA, let's talk about that. The MHSAA Representative Council is supposed to meet on the prospect of soccer, volleyball, and swimming this week, along with, I don't know if you guys saw the statement they put out to the athletic director today, Mark Ewell, about how they're going to proceed with football players. If they're going to let practice keep going. They, they, they have allowed football practice to happen with just helmets, no pads, through Wednesday anyways. So when they get to Wednesday, what do you guys see happening with you know football practice and players being able to move forward? Or do you think, like you said, James, it's going to be an exodus to different sports? Uh, well, I know... A bunch of teams are just continuing to practice because, you know, in, in the in the news dump on Friday when the MHSA moved things, that's all they did. They didn't tell the teams they couldn't practice anymore. So they were just like, all right, well, then we're just going to keep practicing. I think West had to practice on Saturday, I mean on Sunday, and then they were going to practice again today on Monday. Until they tell them to stop, I think the football teams are going to keep practicing just to get some, some work in, get some more familiarity, drill in the – playbook all that stuff we, we, we talked about this on the podcast and it's came up before andrew with the the mental health of players and coach greg vaughn said that even without competitions all that he hopes for is that he can keep his football team together they can still work out they can still like he said hone those plays hone those skills andrew what do you think is the difference between players i guess just practicing or still being able to be with their team even though there's no competition as opposed to saying taking away from their team and having to go to a completely different sport well in my column on sunday i mentioned uh, Nate Sneed pretty much said it best. Everyone's got that is that one thing that you can just go to and forget about everything else that's happening in the world. For a lot of these kids, football practice is that. You go to the weight room and you can put 300 pounds on a bar and that's the only thing you can possibly focus on for that 5-10 minutes that you sit down. It's not like mentally possible to think about anything other than pressing that bench press on in while you're working out and that's why people like like lifting so much it's just that escape it's going to be really important just for these kids to be able to learn football if they're going to let them do that i think there's something to football practice being about learning the game and learning life skills and just being outside and being active if you can do that without tackling and risking the life of your life of your teammate What's wrong with it? I just think the ability to stay together as a team makes a big difference. Christian Bob and I talked to him on Friday, and that's one of the things he was like. I mean, the quote that really just stuck out to me, I think you actually got to read the quote. You helped me out with that story. It was just, he said, the last five days were some of the happiest I've had in 2020. Like, that's just so hard to hear 
from a 16, 17-year-old kid that, like, it was, it, it was that easy to, like, change the perspective or change the mindset. It was like, yeah, dude, we just got to be outside with, you know, 20 or 30 of our boys. Man, if we're running sprints, it doesn't matter. I could be sweating, heaving, hoeing, puking on the sidelines because I wasn't ready for this because I've been slacking for the last few months on the couch, but never been happier than just the five days out of 2020 in which they were able, they weren't in pads, barely had helmets on. I mean, I'm sure the first couple of days they weren't even touching a football, you know, but it was the happiest that they could have been and getting yelled at by their coaches, getting screamed down their necks, you know, having everybody getting held accountable, whatever it may be. I feel like that is just like that cog in that teenage machine. He made a good point to me. He said, like, sometimes that's just like what people get up to do. You know, like we're kids, like that's what we get up to do. And not to have it is obviously going to be tough. And that's why, you know, I want, I want to implore you kids if, you know, if you're not going to be able to play football, even if they are going to let you keep practicing, try a different sport if you can. I know that your coaches aren't going to put, put it to your detriment that you don't work out with a team or maybe not do all the workouts with the football team. If you go and play soccer, if you, you know what I'm saying, if you go and golf, go try something else and just like round out another set of your skills. Kind of like use it if you can. And I guess just make the most of the opportunity is what I would say. Yeah, it's literally the first time in high school sports history where you can be a five-sport athlete. Yeah. And say like, or you could say like, oh, I – I've always wanted to try golf or if I had, if I could do anything else but football or I, I like to do golf in the summer. Oh, yeah. Hey, I like to golf. Maybe I could like get a bunch of rounds as part of the team instead of having to go and pay for it myself. Right. Whatever it is, go give it a try. Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to talk about a few more of those sports, I know we're going to have a couple tournaments this weekend. Do you actually know of anything we can talk about that is scheduled to go on? No, the, the lower Invitationals, the golf tournament, oh, the, the golf huge golf tournament. tournament. It's a two-day thing. It's always the big golf tournament that kicks off the year. Golf is, you know, the sport that came back the soonest. So nationally, I, rounds of golf are increasing. You know, well, I mean, just in general, we, like, we, the general public has been able from the park service and say like scheduled tee times have like doubled. Oh yeah, I mean, just the, gen- the general public has been able to adhere to those guidelines and. Everything else we've seen has like come back and gone and gone and flowed. Like the golf has once it once it came back in full force right at the beginning of the season. There, it really hasn't been in mm-hmm. question at all um, since then. I mean, I'm sure that has to do more about with the general public. But when it comes, I mean, we once again we were just golfing yesterday. We know that it can work pretty well. That's why we were always so we're still so up in the air. No one's seen an indoor volleyball match with this stuff, you know. No one's seen an actual football game go off at high yeah. school or you know what I'm saying at the high school or college level. We haven't seen it. That's why there's so many questions. We've seen golf work for the general public for a while. We've, We've seen golf work at the Michigan PGA with yeah. players scoring grounds on their phone. Uh, but, you know, baseball, that's why it's a big question. We, we saw it kind of not work and kind of work, you know. So we're still in that testing phase. We're still getting, getting close to it. But a couple teams that we need to watch out for this weekend or a couple people we got to watch out for this weekend, James, uh, as the season gets started. It would be interesting to see how – the cross-country teams do. I mean, we're always strong up here with with teams in cross-country, and it'll be interesting to see how Hunter Jones has progressed this year coming back for his sophomore year after that, that dominating freshman year that he Absolutely had. Absolutely dominating. I could imagine he's had uh, plenty of that. I mean, that's one thing that anybody could uh, could have done the entire time is just keep running. I'm sure Hunter Jones mm-hmm. has gotten in some crazy mileage over quarantine. And in golf, I mean, you've got Ansi D, who's got to be one of the probably top five contenders for miss golf and 
winning the state title in Division One. It's in yeah. her final year. She's in her final year. She's already committed for college, so I th- I've heard that she's going to be playing more consistently on the high school team. She's going to be going to maybe a few fewer other tournaments, tournaments. In, the, in, the, in the fall. So so she's going to be playing for West most every week. So um, that'll be interesting to see, too. I'm excited just for one. Uh, I mean, you mentioned a couple of these cross-country teams and a couple of these kids. I mean, Ju- Julia Flynn still is so young for Traverse City Central. I mean, she's going into her junior year now. But the last two years, she's been our fastest girl runner since her, you know, I guess you, I wouldn't say mentor, but her Traverse City Central counterpart, C.L. Carney, left. She filled right into that spot and has only actually beat C.L.'s times since then. So, I mean, Julia, we saw what happened. I mean, uh, you know, we talked about, like you say, Hannah Smith. or um, her, her younger sister, Elliot Smith, is now working up her ranks there at Traverse City West in the cross-country program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hannah Smith went through some injuries as a junior. Her, her, her feet and her ankles took a bit of a beating, and we've seen her times go kind of go down. We've seen Julia Flynn go up and up and up, and even in the track season, she was doing fantastic. I mean, we've only seen her one time in track. We only got because we didn't get to see her this past spring. But you know, she was running that 400, that 800 was literally winning. She won the, the honor roll meet in the 800. Um, was consistently near the top there in the one or two mile. She she can she can do it all when it comes to that mid to long distance. I'm just I hope that trajectory. I can only imagine. Sometimes we see you know girls taper off a little bit as they get to about you know junior senior year. Mm-hmm. Julia Flynn's trajectory has been really really good. I mean she's already been all state twice in Division One. Mm-hmm. Imagine she could have four years all state. Cross country, I know, once again, her distance is, is probably her strong suit. So I'm excited to see that. I mean, Central in general has a really good team that's coming through. Yeah, Central West, you know, Benzie, always good. St. Francis, always, always up St. Francis, I, St. Francis cross country team, I know, shout out Julie Duffing. I know when I talked to her at the end of last year, she lost a lot, a big group of uh, seniors last year. That included her daughter, Caitlin. But she, she, she lost a big group of people who she really loved and uh, rode for the last couple of years. So I'm excited to see how the Gladiators kind of fill those shoes and bounce back in that role as well. While we're sitting here talking about this season, I mean, we, we kind of have a few things to talk about when it comes to soccer. But we're going to go ahead and let that happen with our guest, Traverse City West's Colin Blackport. Let's go ahead and give a listen to that now. The Get Around Podcast is excited to welcome in Traverse City West junior soccer player, Colin Blackport. Thank you so much for taking some time out of this busy week when soccer is getting started to join us here at the Get Around. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I know it's been a whirlwind the last couple of weeks. Practice was able to start for you guys a week ago. I just want to ask you, how's it been being back out on the field with your team and being able to kind of just run around and, you know, get back to it? It's been awesome because we, we didn't have a season last spring. So I've been without soccer for a long time. So to get out with my high school team and probably my favorite team, it was great. Super fun. Jake introduced you as Kylan. Do they still call you Brock? Yes. I don't. I honestly don't know if my coaches ever called me Kylan before. <laughs> just tell just tell our listeners if they haven't heard the story before about how that came about. So to be honest, no, I don't really know if anyone knows exactly what happened. But what I think happened was my freshman night of tryouts. One of the assistant coaches called me up to send me on the field, and he called me Brock because nobody knew who I was. And so I think after I played a little bit, all the coaches started thinking my name was actually Brock. So it kind of just stuck. It's almost like a, it's like a legend or like a myth. You're like, no one really knows. but No one does. Now I'm just magically Brock. 
See, I had heard one of the, one of the variants of the story was that one of the coaches just said, "You look like a Brock." Like, uh, like you just look like your name. It should be Brock. Now something it, like that. Now it's ri- now it's really a legend because there's different versions of the same story. Yeah. So you need to just you need to ex- you just need to let this explode into something more than it is, Colin. Now I- I'm gonna do my part. I'm still gonna call you Colin, but that's just on my own journalistic ethics. That I'm pretty sure that's your <laughs> real name. I don't know if we put Brock in the paper that anybody would know except for you and your team. So right. if the coach calls in and says Brock. James, what what would you do? I'll just put Colin in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that Matt's called in and said Brock. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not 100. But I mean, if if he's given 100 percent success rate on the field, I'm sure he'd have a pretty good success rate of calling it on the phone. <laughs> now, obviously, let's talk about practice over the last couple of weeks. COVID restrictions have made it a lot different. There's a lot of different changes to the game, but has it felt any different being on the team on the field with your team? Has it felt any different preparing for this season than seasons past? Not so much, just the fact that uh, like team huddles, getting water and everything, getting ready, we kind of got to stay far apart. We got to wear masks in and out. But aside from that, the play is pretty, pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not too big of a change. Were you guys able to get that scrimmage in that you had scheduled against Mount Pleasant? Or did that uh, not we didn't up play, No, we, uh, we scrimmaged our JV team, and our coach kind of just gave us uh, different objectives. Like he would say, like for this game, we're down 2-0, and we have to come back and win in 20 minutes. So um, we just put, we played four 20-minute games all with different kind of uh, restrictions. Just kind of different simulations yeah. situations and stuff. Okay. Now you guys made it down to that uh, state final game last year. I know, uh, I mean, basically as close as you can get to a state title, getting down into the overtime, and then, you know, yeah. it all kind of fell apart against Troy Athens there. But, you know, being a part of that as a sophomore, and you guys still do have a pretty young core of teams. I know you got Tony Gallegos over there. you got some guys who have been, at, who've been part of this team and been big cogs in this team for a while. What type of attitude have you guys kind of revisited since last season? We're coming into this season thinking we're going to be just as good and hoping we're going to be able to make it just as far as we did, hopefully win it this year. Nobody really knows. My coach says once you get to the the final four, anything can happen. So our goal is always to get there, and we'll go from there. But we should have a really good team this year. Um, A lot of returners. We only lost a few starters. So I think we should have a pretty good shot this season. Yeah, you lose, what, Grant Holfell's? You know some other guys, but you've got you've got yourself. You've got Gallegos, Blade Cowfledge, yeah, Finn Durbin goal, come back. Right? Yes. Who are some Who are some of the other guys that are back this season? Gavin Michael and Finn Durbin, our center backs, are staying. Mm-hmm. James Vandermolen, our right back. Tony, obviously. Josh Hershenberger, who had a pretty great season last season as well. Mm-hmm. He's back. Dune, uh, who played outside mid. So mm-hmm. we we have uh, our starting eleven barely has changed. Yeah, you're talking so. like eight, eight or nine of those guys are returning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus blade. Yeah. yeah. I, I counted blade yeah, in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But still, I know obviously you guys have a great uh, defensive back end. Um, how have you got, especially last year, keeping other teams off the board seemed to be a big part of your guys' game. Oh yeah. It was. Sure. It was never. I mean, it, it happened here and there, but it was never eight to fives or you know eight goal mercies or anything like that. It was about keeping people off the board. What type of game style have you guys been working on in the last couple of weeks as you look toward your first competitions? A lot of it so far has been a lot of uh defensive shape and uh just defending because uh, uh we play we play kind of counter-attacking soccer so we'll let them kind of come into our half we'll try to win the ball back and we've got a bunch of fast attackers that we can kind of spring on behind everyone so a lot of defense and then transitioning into offense right after that now on wednesday they're supposed to the representative council is going to meet again i guess and and determine whether uh whether soccer and volleyball and swimming will be played this fall how are you guys uh, uh, pr- approaching that and getting ready uh, for, i mean you guys got games scheduled on saturday right 
yes, we have two Saturday scheduled. Yeah. Um, we've been, coach keeps saying we, uh, we need to keep practicing like we're going to have a season and not think about not having one. So mm-hmm. uh, we've been going pretty much as hard as we can. Now, I do have to ask the hypothetical, uh, just because we won't be able to probably speak to many athletes in between now and after that happens. What, I mean, what happens, say, that they, that you have to go this entire year without soccer? What, what do you as a soccer player, as your main sport, do then? To be honest, I don't really know. Um, hopefully, Coach, I'm sure Coach will keep trainings on throughout the fall. I and mean, we have winter trainings and everything, so probably just a whole bunch of prep for uh, a spring season. Would you be one to explore, say, cross-country or maybe go join the golf team if they would have you? I, you know, golf would be fun. I actually love – I play golf a lot, but I don't know that I would really consider joining anything else. Maybe a running to stay in shape, but I wouldn't really join anything to be that competitive and would be more just for fun or to prep for soccer. Yeah, make sure that you're kind of just staying sharp, staying on top of things. Yeah. Now, speaking of staying sharp, I know that you guys – like you said, you had a few a few scrimmages last week. Who do you guys play this weekend now? I believe we play Holland, Holland and Portage Northern. And I think, Portage yeah. Northern. Yeah. Again, yeah. Yeah, and we know I know that Portage Northern game. You guys started off the season with them in the first few games last year as well. You guys had like Oakness, yeah. Portage tied Northern. Them, right? Yeah. Uh, I. It seems like you guys. I. I know Matt does this on purpose. It seems like you guys do front load that schedule to test you and test you. It happened with Okemos last year. You guys got that revenge uh, later on in the year. Uh, what about you know getting thrown to the fire early, especially what without sports even for the last eight months, you guys are going to get tested right off the bat. I believe we have one of the hardest preseason schedules this year. Coach really wants us to kind of go into the season already being in like midseason form. Um, and he kind of wants us to take it to these teams, and so do we. How do you approach probably one of the first high school competitions in the state of Michigan? You know, does it does it feel any special knowing that uh, you're kind of in the spotlight? I'm, I don't know that feels so special. I'm just super excited to get back and play. Uh, high school season's my favorite time of the year. I love high school soccer, so mm-hmm. I've just been waiting forever to get back and play. As soon as we lost against Troy, um, all of us kind of been just itching to play again with each other. I know when yeah. football got canceled, a lot of people we knew were saying, like, oh, does this mean soccer's going to get the Friday night lights, the Friday night, you know, the spotlight treatment? How cool would that be if that happened? That would be awesome. I was thinking about that the other day because there wouldn't be a whole lot of other sports to go watch. So uh, hopefully we do have a season and we could get a good amount of people to show up. Have you guys talked about maybe moving some games to Friday night, playing them on uh, Thrillby Field or something? Or are you gonna, uh, is everything kind of going to stay the same? We could move games to Friday, but I doubt we'd go to Thrillby. Everyone loves our home field. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. We love playing there. I don't think we'd change the location. You get, you get the lights there too. Well, and then I mean they have, yeah. they have just as many stands. They can if, if they could fill the stands that is at Traverse City West. You got a raucous crowd there for a soccer game. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And there's so much room to stand too. We could we could definitely get a packed crowd. And e- and even if uh, I know that your rivals over at Traverse City Central, you know they're getting their entire complex redone. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you know this year you hopefully get a chance to play there, but next year for sure you'll be able to get a chance to play there. I mean, what what is it like having uh you know having a I, I guess are you excited to play on a better place than Coast Guard Complex was? Because compared to what your guys' field that was more or less just a couple of benches on a field at yeah. Coast Guard. I mean, are you excited to kind of have at least you know now probably about ten games out of the year at some really nice, really good soccer facilities? Yeah, no, it's definitely exciting because I did not. I don't like Coast Guard fields, or I didn't. I haven't seen them yet. I don't know what they did to it, but I know they've been working on it. So um, it'd definitely be really cool to have a really nice field over there. You guys uh, looking to get maybe the uh, the pep band playing more of your guys' games? I know you guys always <laughs> do, usually at the Central West game, but uh, get, get him some of those other games too. 
Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be really cool. Now, what have you uh, been able to do? I know that workouts were allowed a little bit earlier than normal this summer. Um, obviously, it wasn't full practice or anything like that, but you were able to kind of get with the team and do stuff. What have you guys been doing to try and stay on top of your game while not being able to scrimmage like you normally would or being able to get out and see that other competition? About when summer started, me and some of my soccer buddies would go. We'd run to get in shape because we do have a fitness test. So um, we'd, we'd run a couple times a week. We also, there was a little league going on at T-Bay's over the summer that a bunch of us signed up for, and we put together a team from kids all over Traverse City, Leland and stuff. So we played in that, and then we've just, we've had practices going now for the week, and we've had two days. So was, we, that, had, was that almost just like, kind of, I mean, you had to organize a team, was that almost kind of like a pickup soccer for T-Bay's where you're playing against a bunch of other random people in the community? Yeah, so it, it was a lot of older people. So, like, some graduated kids that played would come back and they'd make a team. Or my assistant coach was actually on one of the teams there. So it was basically us against uh, usually older guys. Did, did you guys, How'd you guys fare? Did you guys uh, give them the runaround? Or did, was it fun playing against coaches, anything like that? It was It was really fun. Uh, I only played in a few games because I and – our team actually only played in a few because people had run into conflicts with like working and stuff. So sometimes we wouldn't have enough people to play a game. We'd have to forfeit. I played in three games personally and we won all of them. But now I know you take soccer pretty seriously. Are, are you looking to play college soccer? Yes, that is, that's the goal. And I know this is a big, you know, this is a big year for that. Uh, your junior season is probably, you know, that, that one that you really get to kind of show out and get that, not your final chance to put a show on but the one that you kind of get to make a name for yourself. How much have you uh, thought about that, and what is the process going like for you? I thought about it a lot. I was supposed to kind of over this summer and last spring go downstate and go to some college camps and stuff, try to get recognized, but most of the camps are canceled. So this season for me is extremely important, and uh, hopefully I can play my best soccer yet because college soccer would be awesome. That's I've been wanting to play that since I was a little kid. I know, I know it's been kind of weird with having camps and everything and like that canceled. Is there any innovative waves that you're you're starting to try and find or use in order to get your name out there because you can't kind of do it the organic or the, the normal way? Yeah, actually, my uh, Matt Gressinger has tons of connections throughout the state. So he's been helping me out. My club coach has been helping me out as well, kind of just trying to get people to come up here and watch me play or get me to talk to them and see how it goes. So your first six games this year, Holland... Portage Northern, Oxford, Salem, Holland Christian, and then Portage Central. Are you going to start yeah. better than 1-4-1 uh, and one this season? Uh, yes, <laughs> I really hope we do. <laughs> but you guys, I mean, you had that. How, how much did that prepare you last year, having those six, six grueling games to begin the season with and then going into the league? And you guys had that 1-4-1 and one start. But uh, how much did that prepare you for the, you know, eventually springing you guys to the state title game? I think it prepared us a lot, actually. I think it kind of made us realize that how good these teams are downstate and what we would need to bring if we're going to go play one of them. So by the time playoff season came around, we kind of knew, like, Okemos and Portage. We knew what they had, and we knew what a lot of these other teams are going to be like. So uh, it kind of, in a way, helped us out, actually. Mm -hmm. You took care of business against them the second time. I mean, yeah. Re reverse your fortunes in both of those. Yeah. You guys get down to the state title game last year. There is a chance with coronavirus, even if the soccer season does happen, that there are not fall championships. You know, that you may not be making that four-hour drive south to play that downstate team for a, a state championship. 
does that take away anything away? Is is it still like, hey, I, we want to make sure we get this conference title. We want to make sure we're the best in the region. Or or does it kind of scare you that even if you do play soccer, there might not be a chance for you to actually go get that this year? I don't think it scares really any of us. It, it definitely is a little disappointing to think about because we do have a really good team. Definitely a chance to make it again. But even if we don't, the, the goal is to go as far as we can. So conference or whether we have districts or not, to at least win those, definitely. Well, and if nothing else, you guys have the best names on the, you know, best name team. You get Finn yeah. and Blade and Dune and Brock. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it sounds like, actually kind of sounds like Finn, Blade, Dune. It sounds like a, a shark. I thought you were talking about Sleeping Bear Dunes. Yeah, I just, it sounds like a shark now that I think of it. We could call them like a shark. <laughs> Finn Blade and the Finn and Blade and the Dunes, as long as they don't hit a Brock. <laughs> God, I'm horrible. Alrighty, well, Colin Brock, whatever you may go by, we really appreciate you stopping by and hanging out with the Get Around. Seriously, best of luck here in your junior season with TC West. We wish you the best of luck. Hopefully, you guys are back down in that Final Four uh, come what November first. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Another huge thank you to Colin, a.k.a. Brock Blackport, for joining us here at the Get Around. We are excited to see Traverse City West hopefully make another run down to the Final Four this year. Like I said, if they're all those full championships. But regardless, we know that that team is young and reloaded. We were talking about a couple of the speed guys with Colin. Uh, but, you know, we talked about so many defenders that they have. But we talked about Tony Gallegos to begin with. You know, he's one of the faster guys. He was one of the top goal scorers in the Big North Conference last year, along with Colin. They have a one-two attack that is going to be very exciting to watch. That interview is sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's, freak yeah. Let's go ahead and get into our little segment that I've been going into, the chatter that matters. And we want to use this time to let our listeners, our Audible viewers, know what's going to be coming from the get-around, from the Record Eagle, uh, here in the coming weeks, in the coming months, and exactly what we have planned. We, as we kind of started off the show with, and, you know, we ended last week's with, we did the, the live Q&A session on Wednesday. You know, from our end, at least, it, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on that little event that we did. James and I were in here. We answered a bunch of questions about the return to high school sports. Obviously, that was a topic that was, you know, kind of low-hanging fruit for us to kind of give you guys an option to come at us and ask us questions so we can clarify some things. But, James, you think that went just as well as, as I did, and we were pretty excited about it. We, we want to bring some more back and kind mm -hmm. of try some new things out. We've tossed around some ideas. Why don't you tell the people what we've kind of talked about? We were talking about just doing one that's just going to be fantasy football. We'll, we'll take your guys' questions on draft strategy, keeper questions, who I should draft if I'm at this spot, or if somebody proposed you a trade, or... I'm not sure that you want Whatever to trust you want. us. I don't know if I even trust James. It was funny. I called him a fantasy football guru via text message last night, and he said, no, I'm no guru. I'm just an addict. That is true. I think I, I think I was in eight leagues last year. And it's probably only going up this year because some more future plans. This isn't set in stone yet, but we want we really want feedback from our listeners. So, like, if you're listening to this segment right now, I am calling upon you to, like, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Send us an email. Send us a DM. We are thinking about starting fantasy football leagues with us sports writers here at the Record Eagle. Whether that be all three of us in a league with the public where you guys get to face us or possibly one of us each in our own league with 9 to 13 other members of the public 
you know, to mm-hmm. make these fantasy football leagues. So you can kind of play against us, play against the get around. And I'm telling you right now, if you propose me a trade, like to try and steal Patrick Mahomes off my roster, I'm going to decline it. I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> but that sounds like a good idea, at least to us. So make sure that if you're hearing this and it's something you'd be interested in, obviously it's contingent on the NFL happening, but we would love to actually be interacting with you guys. We want to get to know our listeners a little bit more. We want to be able to put our knowledge and prowess up against the test against your guys' uh, your guys's brains and your strategies and however you may do it. Uh, we talked about, or you may be familiar with our, you know, beat the record eagle in picks. We do picks against the spread for the NFL season where we do all 17 weeks. And we usually have local athletes or coaches or, I mean, we've even had as much as, you know, I think we tried to get sidekicks to do it last year. Uh, we've had random people on the street. We, we, we've done it with a bunch of different groups of people, but we, we're talking about getting that out and kind of throwing that out to the public a little bit this year, having guest pickers from our from our readers from our area go ahead and pick against the spread for or, or with us and try to beat us and see if the public can beat us. It's getting it's gotten close the last couple of years. We, I think we won by four games just, last year. We just barely, uh, yeah. We, we had a big lead at one point yeah. too, and we just let it go. I I slipped pretty bad at the end of the season last year. Like I, there was times where I won like three games, or I only picked three games right out of a week, and it was like yikes. I well, think it was I think it was the Johannesburg Lewis and football players who killed us. Yeah, Sheldon week. Huff and, and yes. Logan Infinity. They, they both, yeah, they they both like, a, like won like ten, twelve yeah, like, games and only got, got like right. two or three wrong. Uh, but that's yeah, that's some more fun stuff that we want to like get our listeners, get our readers interacted with us. It's been a tough few months without sports, and you know we haven't got to interact with you guys on the sidelines. We haven't been able to be out and see everybody play. But we want to try and use social media, try to use. Our platform to, uh, you know, get in contact with you guys as much as possible. So if that sounds like a good idea, something you guys would be interested in, let us know. If you have any other ideas or any other things that you want to ask us question-wise, we are no, I don't know that we are ever opposed, but we've kind of broken the ice here with this, you know, Facebook and Instagram live thing. We, we can do this more often if it's something that our, our listeners, our readers are interested in. You know, we, we've explored before the after dark option for uh, the get around with high school football where we would come in here after we put all of our stuff to print and we did a half hour show of all the recaps on football and everything like that. We tried that stuff. It just, it got really hard and wonky with scheduling to work an entire Friday and then try to put out a podcast by five o'clock in the morning after doing an entire shift. So it just didn't quite mm-hmm. work out. But when it comes to doing something, me and J- James and I have spoke about this when it comes to do something, say live after, you know, a night of sports, say a, a big Friday night or a championship Saturday, something like that, you know, when you come around on, in October and volleyball and soccer and everything is right in that regional, that district round, we, we might just end up going live at, at the end of our, towards the end of our shifts and kind of giving you an update of what happened for the day. And it's something that you're interested in, once again, let us know because it was a lot of fun doing that with you guys. Mm-hmm. And a lot of good questions from a lot of different people, different areas of our coverage area about different sports and everything. So it's yeah, it a nice we, little mix. Yeah, I mean, different divisions. I mean, it's different across the board for a lot of stuff. But if, if you guys have any ideas or anything more that you'd like to hear or hear about, please make sure you hop in our comment section, hop in our DMs, slide in mine. I'm at Jake Atnip on all social medias. Anywhere you got to find me, just search my name, James Cook, at James Cook 14 mm-hmm. by Andrew R. on Twitter for Andrew. It's not that hard to find us, and I promise it's even easier to contact me. I know with you guys, it's not hard to get a hold of you at all. If you try to get a hold of me, you're going to get a hold of me, I promise. I see everything, every email, every text message that comes through my uh, 
my phone or my, my computer. So none of it gets ignored. Whatever you got to say, we always take a look and we always look for it. We're still in the chatter that matters. You guys know a couple things that matter, so I want you to bring them up. What, what, uh, what you got for me, James? Oh, the, the Northern Michigan Wolves, essentially the Traverse City Wolves, but they go by Northern Michigan now, uh, are going to be playing in the Greater Michigan Football Conference's championship game on Saturday. After going undefeated so far, right? After going there, undefeated, yeah. Um, I think 7-0. and They're playing another team that's also 7-0 and from the other southern part of the, the conference, so they haven't played each other. And uh, they're playing the Tri-County Crusaders and uh, down in Lansing or Charlotte. Charlotte. Actually. Don't you dare call it Charlotte because the people down in Charlotte will uh, have your head for that. And when I worked for the Lansing State Journal down there, that was an easy mistake when you're a rookie reporter. Almost like mm-hmm. we made Andrew do when he got here to do names and do the pronunciations. Yeah, walk into Charlotte. But, but walk into Charlotte and call it Charlotte and see what happens. Or mess up Onondaga. Now, the, 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 for those of you who don't know, the Wolves are obviously a semi-pro football team. We had football canceled for the MHSAA on Friday. So if you want to catch some form of football before it all kind of goes away for the fall in the state of Michigan, Charlotte on Saturday at 430 is probably the best place to do it. And there's some local guys who would be able to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of people, bunch of players from uh, area schools um, on that team. J.P. Pulaski is the quarterback. He's supposed to be coming back this week from a dislocated finger on his non-throwing hand. His backup, John Craven, suffered a torn Achilles, I think, in last week's game when they beat the uh, Northern Michigan Panthers in, over in Frankfurt to get well, to the championship that, that's game. That's the Petoskey Panthers, no? They're Northern Michigan. They're Northern Michigan, too. Uh, but they are from Petoskey. But they are from they, they are based in Petoskey, yeah. I know you had some fun out at the games. You've been out two of those so far this year, right? Yeah, both times the Wolves played the Panthers. Yeah, but but you had some fun at those games. It's, it's always been fun to at least have some for us, so some form of football uh, yeah. here in the fall. And, it, and it's fun to watch those games because it's not like high school football where you've got the band playing, you've got the cheerleaders going. It's not as loud or raucous that way. So you hear everything that the players are yelling at each other on the field. It's kind of fun that way. I mean, and and these players jaw all game. Well, they're yeah, they're they're, they're and even upper twenties, and even after the game, they're upper twenty somethings. I'm sure they got a little bit of juices flowing that they're ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Now you did. You, we brought up Petoskey as part of the Northern Michigan the Great uh, Greater Greater Midwest Greater Michigan football. or Greater Midwest Football Conference. Yeah, North but, Division. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> I, I want to talk about Petoskey in the high school realm, just in this chatter that matters section. Uh, we're not going to go super deep into it because there's going to be more coverage on it in the Record Eagle over the next uh, the course of this week. But last Thursday, the Petoskey School Board voted to take all Native American imagery out of their school and athletic complexes. So, I mean, we, we, we know that their Northman logo was everywhere on their jerseys. They, they mm-hmm. used them. It was, it was all over the place. It's in the center of their basketball court. Yeah, the, the spear on the helmet. Yeah, so, but it's not, just, it's not just the Northman logo. It's all Native American imagery from the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a big step. You know, we've been told here at the Record Eagle that, you know, it's kind of a, it's not a too little too late, but it's definitely too late for, for this to be happening. But, you know, I talked to Joel Dome last week. He confirmed that they're going to be moving forward. It's going to be a big undertaking, but uh, it's about time that they did it. And, you know, if we talk to the Little Travers Bay Band, which you'll see more of the, uh, the coverage later in the week, they basically thought that this was a long time coming and it probably should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if it happens with some of the other schools. I mean, uh, out of the schools that we cover, there's only, I think, three schools that have Native American mascots. 
there's Forest Area Warriors, and then Petoskey, and then the Manistee Chippewas. So we'll we'll see if anything changes with them. I mean, Forest Area has done really good job with it. I mean, their their logo is just you know it's a like a spearhead or arrowhead type of thing and everything. But like the huge mural that they have in the gym, like what they've had like at TC West and other schools mm-hmm. and everything, has like no I don't know if you'd say offensive or like aggressive the ways that Indians are portrayed, you know, it's, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing warlike yeah. or anything like that. It's like a, it's like a pristine, uh, village, like okay. a serene village setting and everything, you know, people fishing in the river and all that stuff like that. So forest area has kind of looked at that and, and, and treated it well. I mean, there's a couple other schools that are not very far out of our coverage area too, that you'll be interested to see if, if things change. Falling. You know? Yeah. The Sheboygan chiefs, Rogers city, uh, Hurons couple other ones i mean yeah and i mean i i can't give you quotes here on the podcast but like i said at least the the little traverse bay bands were i mean they, they're happy with the development but i'm i'm assuming that this is not the end of this is the way that i'll put it you kind of say this domino effect i would say that this is not the end of this i hope it's not if that's what they want as well yeah and i'm kind of i'm kind of surprised it, it kind of came out of the blue i mean there wasn't a whole lot of rumbling even about it yeah and it, it was it was put on the school board agenda but nobody really I, – I think that was one of the things that they tried to do is they were trying to keep it, keep it down low, low, yeah. low key. So no matter when it happened, I mean, even when it happened, it wasn't – that wasn't what, spo- what was supposed to be, like, the big news out of it, right? And then they're like, oh, yeah, so now here it is. It's just another point on our agenda. And then all of a sudden, they're just going to be going to the block Petoskey P, you know, which, once again, been a long time coming. But So they're still going to be called the Northmen. They're just going to not use from what I From what I understand so far. Yeah. So kind of like with CMU, they just went to the yes. C. You yes. know, the... It's, it, there's not going to be any type of imagery or any type of... There's still just going to be the Northmen. Because you could say the Northmen stands for... You know, just We're from northern Michigan. Yeah, no, and I, 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 don't, I don't know that... Once again, I have no idea if Northmen is offensive to Native American tribes. I have no idea. Not my place to say, but if it is, I know we're going to be hearing about it. That segment sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's is freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies because that means better sandwiches for all. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's freak, yeah. Let's go ahead and dive into our trifecta, gentlemen. It's our last segment of the day. It's actually been a few weeks since we've done a trifecta. We haven't had much fun to talk about. Or three people. As of late, yeah, or have everybody in here. But or I've w- had so much to talk about we haven't had room to get to it. That, that too. But now we have a little bit of time, and I want to talk about the Detroit Tigers bringing up their... Farm system prospects, namely Casey Mize, the number one draft pick from two years ago, who obviously has been through a little bit of turmoil, had to recover from his surgery, had to kind of get himself back. But he is set to start for the first time this Wednesday in the majors. I want a reaction from at least I want a reaction from you guys because I heard so many grumblings from our Tigers fans that this was why didn't they take Mize up two weeks ago when they could have? Why is that why did they wait for this? But we're actually about to see this happen, James. What is your just gut reaction to knowing that they came up here on Monday? I think that they should have caught that they should have brought those kids up from the beginning. I mean, I wrote a column a few weeks ago about that. But I think the reason why they didn't in the interim, you know, a lot of teams do the thing where you don't bring a kid up for the first week of the season because it delays their free agency clock by a year. So maybe it started as that, and then they won a few games and thought they were in contention, which for a while. It kind of looked like that. Then they get a couple of injuries and start losing a bunch of games, and now they're really not so much contenders anymore. So now there's pretty much no other option other than bring these kids up and see what they got. I, I Seriously, it's funny because I had this entire opposite flip thought of what you brought up. The reason why they didn't bring him up 
is because they actually are trying to lose games. What happened was, is I think it was he. They only needed six days or something like that. When this once the season started, especially with it being a shortened season, they only had to wait. It was like the first, basically, he had to miss one whole rotation if he was part of the rotation mm-hmm. for the before they. Yeah, for him to for, for them to to bring him up and have no you know repercussions for it. Then, if you think about how long the season's actually been, it's been about three and a half weeks, right? Casey Mize only technically missed a start from what he probably would have had. Most of our pitchers have had – they're going on their third start right now in the rotation. A couple of them have had four. And the Tigers' rotation is horrible. That's not the point. Horrible. Their ERA is almost 10. It's 9.62, I believe, yeah. is what I saw last night as the starting rotation's ERA. But this is the point. The reason why I feel like they didn't bring those guys up to begin with had nothing to do with them winning baseball games. The fact that they were winning baseball games was it was a positive, but they I didn't I they don't want to win baseball games this year. It makes no sense. I mean, what you're just gonna lose twenty in the road to the Indians? You're not gonna win the division. You're not gonna win the World Series. Use this time for practice and development. The difference between Casey Mize only having start having two starts instead of one start at this point in this major league season isn't the biggest deal. I just read something about him um, and how he's still you know he's put new pitches in. And use him in the minors, but he he has pitches that he never even threw in college, like a slurve that he still has never even seen. Major league pitcher batters have never seen, right? That's what this season is about. I literally mean go out there and just throw throw your ball, like throw 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 your slurves, throw your throw your splitter, throw your cutter, figure them out. Literally try to hit your spots, find some tendencies. I mean, I I don't know why everybody's upset that they didn't why they why it took him so long to bring him up. He missed one excess start, if you ask me. It's yeah, not like they well, did 19 too much. games into the season. Yeah, with a five-man rotation, okay, he might have been going on his fourth start. Yeah. They're also, bringing, they're also bringing up left-hander Tariq Skubal. I don't know if I ever pronounced that right. Skubal? It might be Skubal. Yeah. I don't know. He's one of their top draft picks the last couple of years as well. And uh, infielder Isaac Paredes is also coming up. Hopefully, sooner or later, we see Spencer, Tor- Spencer Torkelson as I would, well. I wouldn't like be surprised, but, you know, once again, with the rookie, with the way the rookie stuff works with him, they will basically wait until the last three weeks of the season to bring Torkelson up for any type of action because that way they can still play with the beginning of next year and basically get all of next year as a freebie with Torkelson. Mm-hmm. They would get all of this year and all of next year where they'll probably play him in, what, 10 or 12 major league games next year? And then they'll put him back down to the minors, give him that extra whatever six months, and then we'll probably see him in the lineup in 2022. Mm-hmm. I think you need to have some game every year for your best prospects. You can't keep him in the minors like the whole entire season because pitching against guys right out of high school only gets you so far, or pitching against guys out of college only gets you so far. I think we've seen sometimes guys regress that way where they think they're a lot better than they are out of college and then they throw against guys like them and they're not really as much hype as they as they ought to be but if you challenge a guy early like you said with mize where you experiment with your pitches and open up your arsenal i guess yeah (laughs) of pitches to something at the major league caliber not only will you improve yourself but you'll get a lot of eyes on you that aren't gonna be at your minor league games so no i'm just like you said it's just Dude, this season is nothing. This season, this season means nothing. No. I, whatever anybody tries to com, you know compare there's to little, baseball, there's like half, like not even sixty games. There's hundred games, hundred and two games less than normal. So literally, we're talking about a third of the games. Now there's going to be upwards of probably twenty to thirty games that are double headers that are only seven innings games, right? 
Like, everything's just taken, like, literally. You're just playing baseball to get on TV at take, this point. Take your so, lumps as a like Tigers. The whole, this is like the whole year so far. It's exactly. Weird. But just literally, take your lumps as the Tigers and just let them play it out. And I'm glad they're doing it. I don't care that they didn't do it early. Yeah. Just let them just let them play. I mean, this is going to be better for I don't know how much they can learn just being at the minor league facility. Yeah, they're not they're even not playing Because they can't even play games. Yeah. I mean, that is maybe, uh, maybe the Tigers bring up uh, Chris Proctor. I'm looking forward to seeing these guys. I mean, no, the, I've, no, I've only, these are the prospects. Yeah, these guys, these are the guys I wanted to see this season. Yeah, you know, well, with, but, the, with the exception of Torque. Yeah, but I mean, once I mean we just, just the rest of the season. Ago. I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, I'm, they're going to bring up more people too. I'm, I'm hoping, and expecting, and and that's that's what I was looking forward to see this season. I mean, uh, I've only sat down and watched one Tigers game this year, <laughs> you know, and that was the one where Tyler Alexander struck out the ten guys in a row in relief. Um, and, and that was cool to see, too. Another young guy in his second year in the league. Maybe the Tigers actually are on an upswing. We'll find out. We'll find out with these prospects over the next, whatever, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Perfect chance for them to uh, kind of strut their stuff in the major leagues, which lends it to the perfect chance for us to cut off episode 137. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we appreciate you. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at TCRE Sports. I'm at Jake Atnip. That's James Cook 14 at by Andrew R. over there in seat number three. We enjoyed your time. We look forward to sports actually happening this weekend because guess what? That means next week on the Get Around, you're actually going to get some form of sports update from high school. Are you fellas excited or what? It might be positive. It might be really depressing. We don't know. Doesn't sound like Andrew's very excited. James, you excited for this weekend? Yeah, I'm looking forward to to some just – being able to see some high school games finally, mm. um, you know the uh, the the lower classic is is on. It's going to be a different than normal instead of being Friday, Saturday, and like I don't know, normally like 18, 20, 24 teams. It's going to be eleven teams. It's going to be Wednesday and Thursday, and it's going to be played at Crystal Mountain instead of the resort. So Michigan, mm-hmm. they're going to play it on the two courses because they have eleven teams coming. Um, they can only get eleven teams because of schools having restrictions on overnight activities all right well we look forward to it i hope you look forward to seeing us out there as much as we looked forward to seeing you have a good rest of your week and we'll see you back here for 138 next one